Welcome to Word Mission Church International Podcast. Now the Word with Paul Mensa Wood. Lord, I pray. Talk to the Lord and say, Lord, even as we approach your word, speak to me as an individual and help me to be a doer of the word of God that I may enjoy the blessing. Talk to the Lord. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you. Lord, I receive the right words to speak. I recognize that some people may be going through a hard time. I pray in the name of Jesus, wherever this word will go on television, online, I pray in the name of Jesus, the Lord lift up people, Lord. Let the lost come to the saving knowledge of Jesus. Let the sick be healed. Let the one in despair be encouraged, Lord. And take our lives and use it for your glory. Lord, I pray for every hearted, hard-hearted heart that you will soften it by your spirit in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, everybody say amen. Amen. Welcome into God's presence and take your seat and welcome those online as well as our television audience. And if you are ever in the Colorado Springs area, this is the place to be. God is here and a warm welcome awaits you amen thank you lord jesus wow i'm so happy i like the christmas season amen this one and the resurrection season those are my two favorites i don't know which one i like better <laughs> i'm still trying to figure. I, I like both but i like both <laughs> because if jesus hadn't come then he wouldn't have resurrected then if he didn't resurrect then we didn't have we won't have any hope but thank god jesus is alive i said jesus is alive I said, Jesus is alive. I said, Jesus is alive. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's get into our Bible lesson this morning. I'm so happy. I'm just, I don't know. I'm just happy, excited. (laughs) I pray in the name of Jesus. May the joy of the Lord be yours this season. May the joy of the Lord be yours this season. May the joy of the Lord be yours this season. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You see, the most common question that people ask is, Why am I, where did I come from? Where am I here? And where am I going? Very, very, I mean, a question that subconsciously is at the back of our mind. And you see, let's turn our Bibles to Genesis chapter 1. Let's go back to the book of beginnings because we have to understand it from that standpoint. Why did God create the earth why did he put human beings here and where are we here genesis 1 26 after he had god had created everything he said then god said let us make man in our image according to our likeness let them have dominion over the fish of the sea over the birds of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them. Notice that, that word. Then God blessed them and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So in just these few verses, God tells us the reason why he created man. 
One writer put, puts it this way, that where the purpose of a thing is not known, abuse is inevitable. So if you don't know the purpose of a thing, it's very easy um, to abuse it. Um, we have cars, and they take us from point A to B. Uh, but sometimes when I'm driving or even taking a walk around, I'll see people racing on the road. <laughs> sometimes they forget the purpose of the car. <laughs> and bad things can happen when, when you forget the purpose of the car. <laughs> it's, it's supposed to be a blessing, but it can turn into something else. If you forget the purpose. So the, <laughs> the writer that said <laughs> where the, the purpose of the thing is not known, abuse, he was, he was perfectly right. <laughs> and it applies in other areas as well. So what was God's reason and God's purpose for creating man? Think about it. Why do you start with just two people um, in the earth? What is the reason? What is the purpose? Well, the first reason is, you see, God wanted a family. Very important. He wanted a family. And instead of creating the whole family at once, he decided to start with two people and give them the honor and the privilege of filling this whole earth. If you think about it, there's a lot of real estate in the earth in terms of land. I mean, so many parts of the earth are unoccupied. Think about it. It's, it. People don't live there. But God's original plan and purpose was for these two individuals to start with them and listen again to the first words that they had. So, so he creates them and the first words, and first words are very important. He, he, he created them last. He created the sun. I mean, the sun, the moon, all those things were created. The animals. Everything was set. And then he put them in the garden. And the first words that these two individuals had, notice this. Verse 28. Then God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So when you read the Bible, read everything in relation to these first words. He blessed them. With the empowerment to replenish the earth. Just two people. And obviously we know what happened in Genesis chapter 3. Um, the enemy came in, deceived Eve, and she ate the fruit that God said they shouldn't eat. Adam joined him in it. And then, instead of the blessing, now... The curse was introduced. But think about it. Just pause a minute uh, for a few seconds and think about it. The blessing that he had given them had the ability to replenish and fill the whole earth. Think about such tremendous dominion and power. 
But you see, God doesn't give up. I don't know if you realize that or not, but <laughs> sooner or later you find that God doesn't give up. When they blew it, the earth became so corrupt. And then after a while, God said, this thing is not working. Let's start again. So he found Noah and his family in their day. So after the flood, he still wants this thing to happen. So he found Noah and his family. And after the flood, when they came out of the ark, notice the first words again that God said to Noah. Genesis chapter 9. Let's track this then. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So God blessed Noah. God did what? God did what? God did what? The same words that he said in the beginning. God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. I'm starting this in afresh. God is not afraid to start. <laughs> no, no, he's not. <laughs> so he empowers Noah and his sons and says, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. And then we obviously know what happened. Shem, which was the son of Noah, one of the sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, Shem stuck with it. The other two didn't. But then so God still had the seed in the earth to work with. So the purpose of the blessing, the original one, and all throughout, I will, will trace this thing all through, to, even to the point of Jesus. The purpose of the blessing, because sometimes you're asking, why am I here? Why am I even at that, this work location? Why am I in this community? Why am I in the earth? The purpose of the blessing is that everywhere it goes, it's supposed to reproduce, fill, replenish, and make that place look like the original place that God intended. You see, the Garden of Eden was, was God's first project. God intended that that garden was spread throughout the whole earth. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. And like I said, God doesn't give up. God's original plan was that this earth will look like heaven. And then eventually, he will come and, and take his residence down here. We are living in a time, time frame where after a while, go back to the book in Revelations, he's going to fix this whole thing again. He calls it the new earth, and then he's going to come down and dwell with us when it's all said and done. That's the original plan. God never gives up. So, we just find ourselves in this time frame. So, the blessing comes on Noah. One of his sons sticks with it, the others don't. And then, see, God always will keep looking through the earth. Who he can find to extend this blessing through. And so, it got down to Abraham's day. There were others along. Bible talk talks about Enoch. And so when Abraham comes along, Abraham's family were moon worshippers. And God finds Abraham. His name was Abraham at the time. 
and says to him, Thank you, Lord Jesus. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. Now the Lord has said to Abraham, Get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a, to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. Again, the same original plan and the same original purpose is still intact. He's saying the same words to Abraham in his generation. Get out from your father's house, from your, I mean, this moon worship, separate yourself from them. I'm taking you to a land. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. Abraham stuck with it in his generation. He taught Isaac about the blessing. Abraham walked in it in such a way that by the time he got very old, notice Genesis chapter 24 verse 1, he says, Now Abraham was old, well advanced in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. Everything. He, he started out not fully blessed, but once God spoke to him and he cooperated with God, by the end of his life, the Bible says that he had been blessed in all things. May that be your testimony at the end of your life. Amen. That you've walked with God and you are blessed in all things. So, he also taught Isaac about the blessing. And one time, let's go to Genesis chapter 26. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Verse 1, he says that there was a famine in the land besides the first famine. That was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines in Gerar. The Lord appeared to him and said, said Do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land of which I, tell, I shall tell you. Dwell in this land and I will be with you and do what? And do what? For to you and your descendants I will give all these lands and I will perform the oath which I swore to Abraham, your father. And I will make your descendants multiply as the stars of heaven. I will give to your descendants all these lands. And in your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. There is a famine in the land. He's going to do the same thing like his father did and go back to you. Joseph said, no, don't go back. You see, Egypt for us is like a type of the world. You have been saved. The Colossians chapter 1 verse 13 talks about the fact that he's translated us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, into the kingdom of the son of his love. So don't go back there. Press forward. So in a land where there is farming, nothing, nothing, I mean, nothing is growing there. The Lord speaks to Isaac and says to him that dwell here, I will bless you, I will multiply you, and I'll make you fruitful. You see, this blessing doesn't care. I mean, it, can, it, it will operate anywhere in the earth when people cooperate with God and work it. 
I've seen some parts of the world where um, sometimes it is very barren, it is very poor, very destitute. And once the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ goes there, the people begin to cooperate with God. In a matter of years, you can trace it, at, the place changes. Because sometimes you can wonder why, I mean, so much is going on in the world. When you turn on the news, so much. Why am I here? We are here to be a blessing. Yes. Hallelujah. <laughs> we are, think about it. Why did, did Jesus have to come? When, it, when he came, it was, no, it was no different. He called his, his generation a wicked generation. A sinful, adulterous, wicked generation. But when he came, he came with the same mandate. So Isaac walks in the blessing and actually he got so blessed in the land that the people, he began to increase and to be a blessing to the area that the people began to envy him in the same place where there was a famine. He went forward. He prospered. And later on, the people got angry with him and decided to, to drive him out of the place. And Bible historians tell us that when he left the place, the famine returned. So the blessing was on the person. You see, when you show up at that workplace this week, uh, everybody there may not be a Christian, but you are the one that carries the blessing and you are supposed to, you are there to turn the place around. In the name of Jesus. Because why everybody here, they are not like me. So I've heard that before. One time, one of us went to work, and um, he, was so, he was so joyful when he was at work and going about his work joyfully that people began to ask him, uh, what is it about you? I mean, when we go through hard times, difficult times, you always have a good positive attitude. Uh, you are very joyful. What's the difference? <laughs> and and he, he, had, he had been listening so um, for me if you ask me that question you open, you open the door <laughs> but he, he, he knew what to do <laughs> oh he began to tell them about Jesus the joy that I have comes from Jesus he, was, he started being a blessing right in that workplace in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, in your community at that workplace, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, may the blessing of God be so manifest in your life that you will turn that place around for the glory of God. Amen. You will be a blessing in the name of Jesus. Someone shows up to work and uh, normally they, they, are, they are happy self and, and one day they show up and they, they look very moody and sad and, and then you ask them, so what's going on? And they'll begin to tell you all the things that they are going through and faced with. And then you tell them that Jesus is the way. He's the way out. He's the way out. Yes. Nobody, no, nobody in the, that came into the earth was able to say that. Only Jesus was able to say that I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the way out of your predicament. 
I am the way out of whatever situation that you find yourself in. I am the way out of sin. I am the way out of uh, out of sickness. I am the way out of poverty. I am the way out of the disturbances on your mind. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, Jesus Christ is the way. He is the way. Somebody say thank you for Jesus. Say thank you for Jesus. Say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So, through, through Isaac's life, the man became so blessed in that same place. The Bible says that he went forward in Genesis 26, 12. Then Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. The man began to prosper and continue prospering until he became very prosperous. For he had possessions of flocks and possessions of herds and a great number of servants. So the Philistines envied him. It worked in his life. Then he's, he's getting ready to leave. Later on in the book of Genesis. And he has two sons, Isaac. He has Jacob and Esau. And as he's getting ready to leave, he decides to transfer this blessing. Remember, this blessing simply defined is the empowerment to prosper or to do well. He decides to transfer the blessing to his sons. It, normally, the firstborn inherited the, the, the father's blessing or the biggest portion of the inheritance. At some point, when Jacob... Um, Esau were around. One day Esau comes back from, from work and he's hungry. Jacob's, J Jacob makes a meal and says, okay, look, uh, I'm only going to give you this meal if you sell to me the right of the firstborn. Esau said, I'm hungry. I mean, what, what use is this? Uh, let's just do the exchange. <laughs> and when Isaac gets ready to release the blessing, it, Jacob ends up with it. And he blesses Jacob. Genesis 27, verse 27. He's, he gets ready to bless him. He says, and he came near and kissed him. And he smelled the smell of his clothing and blessed him and said, Surely the smell of my son is like the smell of a field, which the Lord has blessed. Therefore, may God give you of the dew of heaven and of the fatness of the earth and plenty of grain and wine. Let the people serve you and nations bow down to you. Be master over your brethren and let your mother's sons bow down to you. Curse be everyone who curses you and blessed be those who bless you. It happened just when he had finished that Esau came. He forgot that he had sold his blessing earlier on. He has exchanged. exchanged. <laughs> the Bible says he despised him. Verse 34, he says, When Esau heard the words of his father, he cried with an exceedingly great and bitter cry and said to his father, Bless me, me also, O oh my father. But he said, your brother with deceit came with deceit and has taken away your blessing. Why will Esau cry? If you left church this morning and you met Esau down the road, and the man is crying, weeping, 
And you say, what happened to you today? Did you, did you, did your, did somebody die? He said, no, 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 nobody died. Uh, did something happen to your children? No, 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 nothing happened to my children. What's wrong? I've lost words. The blessing. I said, what? What's wrong with this person? Some <laughs> <laughs> That's why you are crying. <laughs> you are crying over words. But you see, these people understood something about words that sometimes we don't. It says, I've given you nations. I've given you your brethren. I've given you the fatness. And he saw his weeping. He said, do you, have a, do you have a reserve? Do you have something left for me? Then he began to console him. In verse 39, he said, Then Isaac, his father, answered and said to him, Behold, your dwelling shall be of the fatness of the earth. He's giving the other one to, to, to Isaac. And of the dew of heaven from above, but by your sword you shall live, and you shall serve your brother, and it shall come to pass when you become restless that you shall break his yoke from your neck. But you see, after that, Jacob leaves the house with only a staff, but he has the blessing on his life. And later on, when he comes back, the blessing operates in his life to the extent that when he was with Laban, Laban, Laban confessed and said and acknowledged the fact that, look, I'm, I mean, since you came here, things have turned around. Genesis 30, 27. And Laban said to him, please stay if I found favor in your eyes, for I've learned by experience that the Lord has blessed me for your sake. That's what he said. The people that bless you, they'll also be blessed. So when he ended up in Laban's house, the thing is working in his life. That Laban began, begins to confess and say that, look, I have learned by experience there's something called being blessed by association. <laughs> I have been blessed. The Lord has blessed me for your sake. I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, may other testify that since I came to be associated with you, since I came to be associated with your God, since I came to be associated with the God that you said, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, I can tell the difference in my life. I've learned by experience. His, 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 his whole household was changed. And later on when he left, he says in verse 30, Genesis 30, For what you had before I came was little, and it has increased to a great amount. The Lord has blessed you since my coming. And now when shall I also provide for my own household? My house. Now you see why he's was crying. <laughs> the person... With just the raw, that leaves, that, that, that has the blessing, sooner or later it will show in his life. And then it gets to Joseph. The whole family, he decided to stick with it. And everywhere he went, 
When he got to Potiphar's house, the, the, the thing began to work in Potiphar's house. Potiphar's house got so transformed that at some point, he even forgot and did not know what he had. Genesis chapter 39. We are tracing this thing so you can see where you fit in this thing. You can answer that question. Genesis 39, 2. He also was sold into slavery. His, his brothers envied him, sold him away. He left with nothing. But notice, not, not, notice him in Genesis chapter 39, verse 2. He says, the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a successful man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. So Joseph found favor in his sight and served him. Then he made him overseer of his house, and all that he had he put under his authority. So that it was from the time that he made him overseer of his house, and all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in the house and in the field. Thus he left all that he had in Joseph's hand, and he did not know what he had except for the bread which he ate. Think about it. <laughs> I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus that may this blessing begin to operate in your life. So you can trace this to all through David. And then when it gets to Jesus, Jesus Christ came, and one of the very first messages that he preaches in Matthew chapter 5, we call it the Sermon on the Mount, he starts with that word, blessed. He came preaching the blessing. Adam lost it in the beginning. Some people worked with God throughout their generations. And Jesus, that explains why Jesus Christ came, one of the reasons. Jesus Christ came. And so all the miracles, all, I mean, I mean, when he gets to a place where there is sickness, there is disease, it's not found in the garden. The blessing goes to work to reverse the curse. When he's preaching and people are hungry, it doesn't matter even if it's in the wilderness, the blessing goes to work to, to, to feed those people. That's why we are here. That's why Jesus Christ came. And then, he dies, he was raised from the dead. Notice Acts chapter 3, verse 25. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Acts chapter 3, verse 25. He says, you are sons of the prophets and of the covenant, which God made with our fathers, saying to Abraham, and in your seed, all the families of the earth shall be blessed to you first god having raised up his servant jesus sent him to bless you intending every one of you from your iniquities he sent jesus to do one he sent jesus to do one he sent jesus to do one he sent Jesus to do one. My Lord and my God. 
before he left notice what he said to his disciples in Luke chapter 24 verse 50 thank you Lord Jesus after he was raised from the dead and he led them out as far as Bethany and he lifted up his hands and blessed them now it came to pass while he blessed them that he was parted from them and carried into heaven so the same blessing that was on Adam the same blessing that operated in the life of Noah the same blessing that operated in the life of Abraham the same blessing that operated in the life of Jacob the same blessing that operated in the life of Isaac all these people and now in the life of Jesus and in the life of the disciples Dear Lord, my Lord, and my God, it is passed down from Jesus Christ all the way to you and I. When I saw that, I said, that's good news any day. <laughs> my Lord and my God. Galatians chapter 3. Because someone will say, oh, he blessed the disciples. Acts is he turning, turning you from your fault. He blessed, I mean, the blessing. He sent, he sent Jesus to bless you. Does, that, does he mean me? Who is he talking about? Galatians of the three. Verse eight. And the scripture, foreseeing that God will justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand, saying, in you, all the nations shall be blessed so then those who are of faith are blessed with believing abraham then verse 13 christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law having become a curse for us for it is written Curse is everyone who hangs on a tree that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. My Lord and my God. The Gentiles refers to you and I. Who, uh, who here was born a Jew? None of us were born Jews. No, no, no. But he's saying, oh, please get this. In Christ Jesus, cursed is everyone who hangs on the, on, on the tree. On the cross, Jesus was made a curse for us. Jesus took the curse. So that anybody that receives Jesus can receive the same blessing. That was lost in the beginning. Hallelujah. That's what he's saying. He sent Jesus to bless you. Galatians 3.29 says, somebody he says that, but if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed. And as according to the promise so even though i wasn't there when he said that to abraham oh it's almost as if what he said to abraham and what he said to jesus he's saying to me now yes. Thank you, Lord. 
Oh, hallelujah. That same blessed, oh, my Lord and my God is back where it's supposed to be. That explains why I'm here in the earth. That explains why you are here in the earth. You are blessed to be a blessing. Hallelujah. <laughs> Everywhere you go, to turn that place around, for you to look like the Garden of Eden. Jesus, that's God's original plan and intent from the beginning. Notice Isaiah. Oh, my Lord and my God. Isaiah 51. Verse 1, he says, listen to me, you who follow after righteousness, you who seek the Lord. Look to the rock from which you were hewn and to the hole of the pit from which you were dug. Look to Abraham, your father, and to Sarah who bore you. For I called him alone and blessed him and increased him. And notice as a result, it says, For the Lord will comfort Zion. He will comfort all her waste places. He will make her wilderness like Eden and her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in it, thanksgiving and the voice of melody. He will make that, that, that wilderness. He will make that dry place. He will make that place that looks like nothing can come out. He will, good can come out of it. He will make it like Eden and her desert like the garden of the Lord. Are you living blessed? God can take your, or beneath it, God can take your family. That looks like nothing good can come out of it. He says, I called Abraham alone. I blessed him and I increased him. Somebody is listening, somebody is watching. They are saying, my Lord, I've made a mess of my life. My life, what good can come out of it? In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, I have come to assure you by the word of the living God, if you yield your life to God, if you give it completely over to God, the same God that did it in the lives of these people. In the name of Jesus, he will take your life. That life that looks like nothing good can come out of it. In the name of Jesus, when it is yielded to the Lord Jesus Christ, he will take it and transform it for his glory. My Lord and my God. I called him alone. Barren, looks like nothing good can come out. He says, I will turn your life around. 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 In the name of Jesus, that hopeless situation, I'm going to take it and turn it around. I'm going to take your life and turn it around. All hope is not lost. I'm going to take your life and turn it around. I love you even before you came on the scene. He said, I sent Jesus to bless you. That means that before you were born, that was my plan. Before you came into the air, that was my plan. Before you came into the air, that was my purpose for you. You may not have lived to the fullness of it, but in the mighty name of Jesus, as you cooperate with God, I can see God taking a life in the mighty name of Jesus. How do you explain somebody who is buried in sin? How do you 
you explain an alcoholic? How do you explain a drug addict? How do you explain somebody in the mighty name of Jesus? Ah, the devil has taken the life and messed it around. How do you explain it? Jesus takes the life. Jesus takes the life. Jesus takes the life. He lived the poor out of the dunghill and set them with princes, even the princes of his people. My Lord and my God, I know what he did in my life. I know what he will do in a life that is yielded to him. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, your life, all hope is not lost. Give Jesus an opportunity. My Lord and my God. He sent Jesus to bless you. Ah, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. He says, through you others will be blessed. Through you others will come to know me. Through, others, through you others will know the joy that you have. Send Jesus to bless you. My Lord and my God. The blessing is back where it belongs. The blessing is back, is back where it belongs. Oh, in the name of the Lord Jesus. That wilderness of yours. God will take it. And make it like the Garden of Eden. Bless. And through you. <laughs> others will be blessed in the name of Jesus now you see why we dance and shout now we see why we are happy because we know what God has done in our lives we know what he's doing through us ah, in the name of Jesus come on this side you are missing out if you are not on this side yet <laughs> sure not all days, are, I mean, some days, like Joseph, he ended up in prison. Oh, but even in the prison, the blessing began to work. Even in the prison, the prisoner put, the, 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 the keeper of the prison put everything in his hand because he saw that there is something on this person's life. Uh, when he came in here, everything has turned around. From today, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, you will be a blessing. I said you will be a blessing. 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 My Lord and my God. People will testify. I've learned by experience. How that my life has been changed. Since I was associated with you. In the name of Jesus. Your wasteland. Will become like the garden of the Lord. In Jesus name. My God. Let's look at a few points here. How do I walk in the blessing? Because that's a question we all have. You see, it's all potentially yours. But how do I walk in it? In Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3, he says that blessed be the God. That God is already blessed. And Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. We are already blessed. You are not trying to get blessed. The thing is already there. Potentially yours. But how do you walk in the fullness of it? Every day when you leave church today, how do you walk in it every single day of your life? 
1 Peter chapter 1 verse 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us unto a lively hope, unto the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. Before you got here, it had, it had your name on it. Some people come here and don't find out. But this morning you are finding out. But if there's an inheritance, if there is a blessing, how do I walk in this thing? In Galatians, he answered it for, he answered it for one. The first thing is by faith. It be, those who walk by faith walk in the blessing. That is the first thing. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. That those, Galatians 3.14, says that, verse 9 says, So then those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. We are in good company. You are in good company when you are by faith. With believing Abraham. <laughs> that those, that the promise of the Spirit may be received through faith. Very important. Two. Walk in the fear and the rever or the reverence of the Lord. The fear or the reverence of the Lord. Someone, thank you, Lord Jesus. Someone, verse one. He says that blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. You delight in the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season. Walk in the fear and the reverence of the Lord. Whose leaves shall also not wither, but whatever he does shall prosper. Blessed is that person who reverences, who fears the Lord. Whatever he does, he, he shall prosper. Whatever he does, he shall prosper. Whatever he does, he shall prosper. Even if he's flipping beggars, he shall he'll be a prosperous yes. beggar flipper. Yes. <laughs> whatever he does. Whatever he does. But you see, lace it out here. Abraham enjoyed and walked in the blessing because he obeyed my voice. Whatever God told him to do, he didn't question, he didn't argue. Lord, you say it, I'm on your side. We saw that in Genesis 26 5. Because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge. Adam and Eve wouldn't obey God. So they lost it. When God said, don't eat of the fruit of this tree, uh, the devil came and he said, we know uh, God doesn't know what he's talking about. He said, that's, all, that's been the issue. God doesn't know what he's talking about. We human beings, we know what we are talking about. We know better. Because he said, the, 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 the fruit, don't eat it. It's mine. It belongs to me. Later on, if you find in the book of Revelation that he gives us access to it. Back, we get the access back. God had a plan for saying that. So he says, Abraham obeyed my voice. 
That's the key to the blessing. Walking in the blessing. Walk in obedience. Whatever God says, you obey. Delight in the Lord. Reverence and fear the Lord. Look at the profile of this person in Psalm 112. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, my Lord and my God. Verse 1, he says, praise the Lord. Blessed is the one who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. In First John, he says, the commandments of God are not grievous. They are not meant to bother you. They are meant for you to walk in the blessing. Delight greatly in his commandments. Blessed is that, is that person. His descendants will be mighty on the earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches will be in his house and his righteousness endures forever. Delight in the Lord. Love the Lord. Put him first in every area of your life. Anybody that reverences the Lord, that fears the Lord, Sooner or later, it's only a matter of time. They will start walking in their blessing. The fear and the reverence of the Lord makes all, all the difference in our lives. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Decide that all the days of your life, you will yield it to the Lord. In every, in, every, in every generation, there are people like that. People that decide that they will stick with God. Notice, notice Job. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That was the, really, in, in the book of Job, that is what the devil was after, the blessing that was on the life of Job. He said, there was a man in the land of Oz whose name was Job, and that man was blameless and upright, and one who feared God and shunned evil. That was his profile. And so that was what the, the devil was after. He said to him, look, in verse 9, he says, So Satan answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not made a hedge around him, around his household, and around all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands, and his possessions have increased in the land. He became the greatest man of the East, he says in verse 3. So blessed. And, and, and the same thing that he did. He's going after the blessed person. So Adam and Eve, he's going after him. You've blessed him. His substance has increased. You've put a wall, a hedge around him. The blessing is a, is a hedge, it's a protector. But his testimony was, he feared the Lord and shunned evil. He feared God. He feared God. He feared God. It's not like the fear of a rattlesnake. No, no, no. That's, that's a different thing. It's a reverence that you have for God, that you delight in his word. You delight in everything that he says. You love the Lord. That's the key. The next one, actually. The fourth one, love God, walk in love, and love others. There's, there's an inbuilt protection. And Joseph's brothers came to him, 
And they, they said, oh, please, we, we didn't know, we didn't know. We really apologized. We're crying and, and weeping. You see, at that point, Joseph had an opportunity. He could have said, look, I'm going to lock all of you up <laughs> in prison <laughs> for the next 10 years for what you did to me. But he knew that if he steps out of love and into unforgiveness, it's going to stop the flow of the blessing in his life. So he said, you, are, you don't think that you are the ones that brought me here. God sent me ahead to preserve posterity, to preserve others. He refused to let bitterness enter into his spirit. Obviously, his, his brothers apologize, and sometimes people have to do that. Just apologize, repent. I really, I, I, I'm really, I really apologize. But he, on the other side, said, I'm not going to hold this against you. Because he knew that the blessing, is, it, that is what got him into the palace to start with. He's not going to let anything stop the blessing at work in his life. So walk in love, obey God. <laughs> you see, in the kingdom of God, we, we, whether, you see, there are certain things that were here before we got here. And when we leave, it will be, still be like, we can't, we can't change it. And sometimes in the army, it's like that. Let's say a G1 shows up uh, in, at an army base in, um, in Arizona. And then he says, it's 115 degrees here. It's too hot. You see, they have the general orders in the army. You dare not go past to violate those general orders. Bad day for you if you do. So he shows up there and says, oh, um, it's too warm here in Arizona. Don't you have a base in Hawaii, some other place? <laughs> so the next day he gets up with no orders and reports to a base in Hawaii. Uh, he's, he's, you're, you're done for. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so in the kingdom of God, there are certain standing orders. Love is one of them. Love God and love others. Don't violate that. There are so many scriptures I could give along this line, but that's the summary of it. That if you are going to make it, if you are going to walk in this blessing, just love God and love others. And say, Lord, take my life and use it for your glory. Take my life and glorify yourself through it. Let me be a blessing. Let me be a blessing. One time somebody came to Jesus and said, Lord, this, you, there are so many laws. There are so many things. Please summarize it for us. It's a lot. You help us. Boil it down. Make it easy for us. What, what are we supposed to do? Jesus knew that this love is the key back to the blessing. He said to him, verse 37, Jesus said to him, Matthew 22, 37, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. 
you shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. That's the standing orders for the day in the kingdom of God. Love the Lord. When you, when, when, when you love God, I mean, giving to him is not an issue. We give him to, and being a blessing to others is not an issue. But he says, this is the standing one. On this one hangs everything, all the promises. Everything hangs on this thing. It's like your curtain rod. Every, it hangs on, if it's not in place, your curtain is, is going to be on the floor. Love God. Oh, I know what he's done. Some people deny. What is this everyday God? Everyday God. What is, what is it? Because I've seen some of these things. In the name of Jesus, I pray may this love be in place. May this love be in place. May this love be in place. May this love transform your life. May this love transform your family. May this love transform everything around you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Wherever he goes, that's the purpose. To take the place to look like the garden of Eden. Are you living below the blessing, your blessing privileges? Today, the first step is to give your life to Jesus. Surrender to him. It, it doesn't matter. In every generation, there are people like Job, Abraham. Isaac, some gen, every generation, no matter how wicked their generation is, there's, there's a certain percentage of people, like Noah. This generation was more wicked than ours. God decided to wipe the whole thing out. But in the midst of it, I'm sticking with God. I'm staying with God. I'm not going to let go of this blessing. It's so valuable to me. I'm sticking with God. I will stay with God. They were laughing at him. God said there's a flood coming. Where is the flood? We haven't seen any flood today. Yes, I've come. We haven't seen any flat. He said, you watch me. He kept building by faith. He kept working with God. He kept working with God. When the flood came, only he and his family, they were smiling in the storm and looking at the, monitoring the situation on the ground. <laughs> you and your family will make it in Jesus' name. You and your family will make it in Jesus' name. You are blessed and you will be a blessing. Through you, others will enjoy the blessing. The world goes in a different direction. But thank God he's found you and I. We will stick with God. We will stick with God and walk in the blessing. Let's pray, my Lord. We trust this podcast was a blessing. Subscribe for more messages like these. If you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, we would love to hear from you. Email us at info at wordmissionchurchinternational.org. We will love to equip you in daily walk. So sign up for devotionals and encouragement at www.wordmissionchurchinternational.org. You may reach us at 719-235-5535.